0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks.
2: We call whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need Robin stealing.
1: My name's Stuart Wright, and we are sponsored this year by Labrooks. And there are some I- exclusive specials. Just go to bet dot the Whistleblowers. for said specials. Uh, This is the second uh, Whistleblowers this week. We've already had a very in-depth conversation with uh, Stephen Armstrong of uh, United We Stand and Neil Atkinson of um, Anfield Rap about the Man United-Liverpool game. And we also got, uh, of this parish, Mark Webster's views on what's gone wrong at West Ham with protests and people running on the pitch. So... We're going to move on to some other things this, that's happened this weekend. We've got with us Stefan
0: Pape. Yeah, that's right. Usually I get Pape or Papier, or all sorts. I Pape's
1: should have asked good. you before. I no, kept no, meaning to no, and no. I forgot. <laughs> and then I realised, just as about to say it, I've not asked you yet. Uh, film critic and Spurs fan, welcome to the show. <laughs> You're new. For yeah, for that... having me. And uh, a more familiar voice to the Whistleblowers audience. We've got Richard Foster. Hello. Hi there. Of the Palace uh, pa- Parish. Parish. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's good enough, yeah. Palace Parish, I like that. Um, now,
1: when I sat around the rough agenda, we've, we've binned off uh, Jamie Carragher spitting, haven't we? I think there's been enough noise. Yeah. Unless there's
3: anything else we want to add? Uh, all I will say is I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he's mm-hmm. a really, really decent guy. Um, I couldn't imagine him spitting at anybody at that stage. Uh, and he... <laughs> He's very committed to his charity, he's funded a lot of the new Hey Hospital in Liverpool uh, and as I say, it's very difficult to tell when you're interviewing someone but he just felt, he, it felt like he was such a nice guy yeah. and a bit of a shock for me, uh, so much has been said about it, I don't think we can really uh, comment any more but uh, I'm just surprised and I hope he uh, finds a route back. Indeed, indeed. Uh,
1: Stefan, we, uh, you were the first friendly face I saw at my first ever Berlin Film Festival. Yeah, just
3: wandering
0: around aimlessly, which is pretty much what I did for about 10 days. Well, that's what around, you were yeah. doing, but yeah. I, I, I started the festival that
1: way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Do you want to give us two films, that, that, for, before we start the football chat, to, uh, two films that you saw that are going to be in people's cinema future, you think?
0: Yeah, well, my favourite film was a film called Museum, which okay. is a, a Mexican drama, so not the most kind of uh, mainstream movie, but okay. Gail Gael Garcia Bernal, and he's quite a famous kind of actor, you know, people okay. recognise him, and that was a brilliant kind of satire kind of quite a dark twisted comedy yeah. which I really liked right. and uh, I know a lot of people going for the Isle of Dogs a lot of people like the Wes Anderson film I was actually not a little bit on the fence okay, with that okay. one I've got to be honest so, but I, I really liked a German film called In the Isles as well which was the closing film which was the last film I saw on the, just before I left uh, right. Berlin which was a really nice little kind of romantic film but quite a dark one because it's, it's yeah. European they can't just do sort of fluffy romance it's set in a kind of supermarket Sounds good. Yeah, it was good.
1: Damn colder than Cam Film Festival, isn't it?
0: It, is, it was cold this year. But then came back to London and it was snowing for about two weeks. Yeah. Actually, Berlin was a nicer place to be.
1: You're right. You're yeah. right. Right then, moving on. There's been shot. Well, there's been an awful story about uh, a Russian agent Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia in Salisbury getting uh, poisoned. And the uh, from the words of our prime minister, it looks like we're not happy as a nation with what Russia may or may not have done. Although they are saying it appears on the news when I left the house, that what we're saying is rubbish. Hmm. But there has been a reaction in Parliament and in committees and the like. Boris Johnson has said a boycott of the World Cup is definitely one of the options on the cards. Now, I think he probably means officials not going to the World Cup. I'm not sure he means England not going. But the Mirror have been slightly more hyperbolic about this situation. They've said if we don't boycott the World Cup, England fans will almost certainly die. So uh, I'm not sure they're talking about poisoning, because if we remember what happened in, um, in Euro 2016, England fan friends of mine had some rum times at the hands and feet of Russian fans who weren't happy to see them. Um, what do you think the pros... Do, I mean, do you, do you, can you see a world where, we, where England, the English FA says we're not going? starters
0: absolutely not and also I mean, I think obviously what the, the mirror said there I mean I think they could have written that headline a week ago I don't think this has made a difference yeah. to, to that uh, but no I, I think I, I don't think there's, I, I'd be so shocked if England were to, to withdraw from the work I, yeah. I, 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 in fact I don't even think it's even a possibility mm. regardless of what's happening politically I think it's, it's just, I, just, I, just, I just think it's an improbability I really do yeah. when
1: well, you saw the thousands of people that were being reported that had apparently died building stadiums in Qatar and nobody seems to have batted an eyelid at that
3: yeah, I mean, it, as I'm writing a World Cup book at the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know... Uh,
1: have, you got a title, maybe, have you got a title for the book yet?
3: Provisional. World Cup Nuggets. Okay. Um, but uh, maybe people don't realise that England had boycotted the World Cup before. Didn't realise. that. I, yeah. I meant to no. find
1: that out, but, but when you told me you were doing a book, I thought so, you'll know. Uh, so,
3: <laughs> the original World Cup is in 1930 in Uruguay, and they invited people. There was no qualification or anything yeah. like that. England said no. 1934, it was in Italy. England said no. 1938, in France. England said no.
1: Did we say no, or just ignore the invitation?
3: We just said no. Oh, wow. Do you know what are the reasons for that? Uh, we felt, I think, we were above it all. Puffer because, the you
1: know, Cup. it was so good. We were about European club competition, well, weren't we? we yeah, no, that's day.
3: right. We didn't go into the first European Cup because we thought, what's this? This is a Mickey Mouse <laughs> competition. There
1: is, there is a funny thing about men in blue blazers and grey slacks running sport, which in books I've read, I've, I've found the most insane people around. <laughs> yeah. They used to think, I remember reading about like 1940s, 50s cycling aficionados okay. saying that individual races where someone wins is uncouth. You should only race the clock.
3: Right I've got to do some Broader reading in my
1: life (laughs) So go on Back to to what you were Finding out about the World Cup and boycotting
3: And then uh, I thought the best one Actually was when Finally England decided To go to a World Cup Deigned to do it Which was in 1950 Mm -hmm. In Brazil Which famously We lost to the United States Was a bit like Losing to Trinidad and Tobago Now Uh, Scotland Scotland (laughs) Don't even know Who they are Uh, Scotland Refused to go, even though they qualified, because it was the home. That'd no excuse. The last few years, as well? the home <laughs> international championships. <laughs> it's uh, you know the qualification was whoever finishes first and second went to the World Cup. So England finished first, Scotland finished second, and the Scottish FA secretary said, "We're not going unless we finish first So you know boycotts are not new to the World Cup, and in fact, again, a fact that I didn't know until I researched it, 1966 World Cup all African countries boycotted the World Cup. Because, in FIFA's great idea, they only had one space for African and Asian countries. (laughs) Think about that. Just one space. And they just went, whoa, whoa, hang on. We've got quite a few countries here, quite a few people, between Africa and Asia. Surely it's worth more than one spot. So the irony of the 1966 World Cup is... The Africans boycotted it, and guess who was the leading scorer? It was Eusebio. Where was he born? Mozambique. Fantastic,
1: <laughs> fantastic. There's one. That's the one eyes. of the things yeah. that
3: in the book. So you Good know, man. I don't So that's going to be out what
1: May May time? Yeah, I think club.
3: middle late May. Yeah.
1: All right. Hopefully, we'll get you back on when it's uh, when it's ready to go.
3: Be lo- lovely to be here,
1: right, Stefan? This is your first mm. whistleblowers, and is. ten minutes in, I thought, I bet he's kicking himself. He said he's going to come on this one <laughs> nil down away to uh, Bournemouth, but. It didn't turn out too bad, did it?
0: Yeah, no. And honestly, I I was quite surprised. But I think and I said this very lightly but Kane going off injured at, in that precise moment was a blessing in disguise because okay. I think that when we play anyone now their game plan is stop Kane so every time he had the ball he had three men on him So that, and that, that was their defence and, and it just it, it nullified our attack it gave us no space mm. the second he went off and we put on Lamella and we didn't really have a striker we had Son, Ali and Lamella and Eriksen all kind of operating in those forward spaces mm. they had no idea who to mark and who to, to, to get close to and suddenly we had a freedom on the ball which we hadn't had prior to that moment so even though at the time. When Kane went off, I think I sent a text to my sort of WhatsApp group of Spurs fans just saying, we've lost this one, boys, which obviously I got ridiculed for later on. But, good ridiculing
1: uh, on that one, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, I'm always happy to, be, I'm happy to be ridiculed if that's the case. But, uh, but no, it, when, when Kane went off, I thought I thought it was gone. But we, mm. we were brilliant. We were, really were. But Bournemouth was so good in the first 15 minutes, I thought they can't keep this up. If They, they, they played so well mm. in the first quarter of an hour that I thought if they'd been playing that well all season, they'd be second or third in the league. So I knew, obviously, they were going to drop mm. off. They had so much intensity at the start. But no, it was, it was a good, good comeback and sond on fire
1: so no so no hangover them from uh, juventus
0: no that was the worry that's why after 15 minutes actually half to half an hour it was so worrying because yeah. after the juventus game it was so important to bounce back over the win yeah. because you don't and suddenly it becomes a thing doesn't it yeah yeah and that juventus game was our first defeat of of 2018 as well uh, so after half an hour i was quite worried it, it, it felt like because obviously now we got the fa cup this coming weekend as well and all in the space of a week you know you lose you go out of the champions league lose a premier league game you should win and go out the FA Cup Yeah, and everything starts crumbling at the same time and we just couldn't afford to let that happen so so luckily there wasn't too much of a hangover and we were the second half I mean we just controlled it we were excellent
1: yeah and then you'd knock Liverpool down to fourth and put yourself in third
0: yeah, we're up to third. I, I still think, I, I can't see past United coming second this season.
1: And I no, think, me, me neither. And I've got,
0: I mean, I'm not going to sound too overly confident, but I would envisage it would be Liverpool and Spurs in third and fourth. I don't quite know which way it's going to go. Mm. Uh, it's, at the moment, I think it could even be goal difference all we know, but I do think there's a huge game Spurs have got to go away to Chelsea.
1: We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Hold, your, hold, your, hold, okay. your, hold your piece <laughs> there. Um, you weren't so fortunate this weekend, Richard.
3: No, no.
1: You've had a bit of a run of it. I was looking at the the yeah. l the l column that's that's forming a line going after your name. Yeah,
3: I mean, saying oh, we've lost our first game in 2018. <laughs> to me, <laughs> that that would be gorgeous. That would be something I'd really love losing a game in 2018 because we've lost four on the trot now.
1: But you're not getting. I mean, you're since since the last one, you 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 were leading Man United for the entire first half. You got a two nil lead. Yeah you lose 2-1 away to Chelsea yeah. like this weekend. They're not embarrassing results. No, no, no. And from what I saw, you're definitely in the game and yeah. you're troubling the opposition. Yeah. So what's not quite happening for you to turn enough of that to get the right moments in your favour? And
3: Yeah, I mean, it, the Spurs game, again, was a uh, case in point. I, I thought we were a bit negative against Spurs and I thought you were all over us generally. Uh, and it was just, a bit annoying mm. to allow Kane to score in the 89th minute. Uh, the Man United game was incredibly frustrating. Uh, when you go 2-0 up at home, okay, you're playing Man United, but the thing is they can bring on Matter, they can bring on Rashford, Spurs brought on Lucas Moura and Son, we bring on bring on people that no one's even heard of at the club, let alone, you know, people on the, in the wider world. Um, our injuries have been horrific we've had 11 or 12 first teamers out mm. and that obviously includes zahar and uh, you, know, you don't want to be known as a one man club but you look at the statistics you know zahar got injured in the first game of the season when huddersfield basically targeted him kicked him uh, he missed the next 6 games his injury got de a Sack, really didn't it in the beginning of the season yeah. more or less in, in <laughs> the next 6 games we lost yeah. he came back the first game he came back, we beat Chelsea. He yeah. scored. Mm. Funnily enough, he came on the other night against Chelsea in the second mm. half. And we were a transformed team. We suddenly were actually doing something. Whereas in the first half, we could have been four or five down. Uh, keeping us a half fit is essential, but we've also got to get other players back in. Why
1: isn't Benteke scoring like he did last year?
3: Benteke hasn't scored a goal at home yet.
1: That's incredible. He wow. scored
3: only two goals. One away to Leicester, one away to West Ham.
1: If him and Wijnaldum were in a team together, that'd be terrible because he's not scored away from them. <laughs> yeah,
3: Korean. but Wijnaldum, you're not really relying on. <laughs> Benteke got 17 goals for us last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's up. why it's
1: so mad when you. see uh, But
3: stats. he's in that sort of vein where it just won't go right for him. Mm. He's a bit anxious, and you know what it's like mm. when, when particularly when forwards get anxious, they snatch at things. It's not natural. Uh, he gets a lot of flack at the moment because people are saying he's not trying hard enough, but I, mean, I think he is trying hard enough He's just mm. it's not running for him and we're hoping in the last eight games suddenly we'll, something will happen, but uh, I think if Zaha comes back if Sako comes back at the back and we need Loftus-Cheek has been out for a while. Kabai's been out for a while if we get our first team out. Yeah, we should be okay, but
1: I mean, the know, relegation fight this year is, is a real tug of war. Like, where yeah. usually it's it's five, it's Perm any three from five. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking maybe Perm any two from nine.
3: Yeah, I if mean, usually seven, a club gets marooned. West, West from look like they're doing that, don't they? So looking let's, like it, yeah. But as you say, there are still eight clubs who could go down. And Swansea were dead. Hmm, two yeah. months ago, they were gone. They beat Liverpool 1-0. They beat Arsenal. You know, they hmm. they just turned it round. Because when Carvajal was appointed, everyone went, he's just come from Sheffield Wednesday. He's done nothing with them. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. Well, he's done quite well.
1: what's what's Hodgson doing then? Because I think it looks like Palace and West Ham have lost their new manager bounds.
3: Yeah, I mean, he did an incredible job turning it round, because when he took over... No points, no goals. (laughs) I mean, when I was last on this podcast, (laughs) I remember I was almost crying with... Where are we going to actually score a goal? Let alone get a point. Um, and he did turn it around. It took him a little time, mm. but you know we went on a run of sixteen games with one defeat, mm. which was incredible. I mean, too many draws, but yeah, yeah. at least we weren't losing. And then you know we hit this patch, but we played you know Spurs, Man United, Chelsea in the last three games. Mm you're never going to expect to get too many points out of that. Okay, we lost 3-1 to Everton, which is not a great result. Mm. Um, but now, these eight games we have left, starting with Huddersfield on Saturday, um, Liverpool, the only team we're playing, are in the top six. Yeah. So, you, you should, once we get our players back, once we got, you know, even-handed, but the trouble is the confidence goes, and you can see it in the players. Well, we'll get on to that, we'll
1: get on to that in a minute then. So, looking forward to the weekend, Stefan. It's all, all eyes on you. Uh, not you personally, obviously your your <laughs> yeah. team. Um, it'd be a bit unfair to. to yeah, put, I don't put, think I'd
0: have a good chance against Swansea <laughs> on Saturday on my own.
1: We've got the um, we've got the FA Cup quarterfinals, which I guess if 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 we're in the business end of the league, then this is where the business end of the cup is because you're what two wins off an, a fake, off a trophy. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, and obviously not being in the uh, Champions League now. How much does it feel from a Spurs point of view? This is this is Pochettino's chance to get that first bit of silverware in, in the in the cabinet for you.
0: Yeah, and I mean not, not only that, but if we do get, if we were to beat Swansea, our next two matches are being played at Wembley. Now I know it's, it's going to be a fifty-fifty split between fans, but the, how's that not a, a slight advantage to us? I, I mean, we play there every week, you know. So I mean, that that's that. I think even just psychologically, just going into those games at Wembley, even if we play, if we come up against, I think it's Chelsea and United, two other really big yeah. sides left in it. I'd fancy us in either of those games because it would feel a bit like a home game which i think is so is could you actually end up in your away dressing room i think yeah i imagine we probably would if, we, if we were drawn as the second side i, I think that's how it works isn't it yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah yeah we
1: would be we'd be in the, the opposite dressing room for the first time richard then as as like like my club you're not you're not in it with a vested interest no does does the fa cup hold your attention as as a,
3: as a spectacle anymore not particularly no, no i've got to say um for a club like palace uh staying in the Premier League is pretty much 90% of what we need Uh, Mm. and a lot of people blamed the FA Cup run a couple of years ago on our really poor form Mm. you look at the manager we had at the time and you think well maybe it was down to him Uh, and you look what he's done at West Brom and you go it's definitely down to him (laughs) Um, I don't know Uh, I I would like to get excited about the FA Cup Mm. but Playing the semi-finals at Wembley, and as you say, it's Tottenham's home ground at the moment. It just feels a bit mm. wrong, you know. And it, I remember those great—the greatest game I've ever been to was Palace Liverpool in the 1990 semi-final at Villa Park, mm. and it was a neutral ground. Unfortunately, it was at 12 o'clock, so we had to go up very early after a pretty heavy night. Mm. But it was the best game I've ever been to because, you know, we'd been beaten 9-0 by Liverpool early in the season. You had, yeah? And we were 1-0 down. Everyone was going, well, if we keep it to 6, it'd be good. And we ended up winning 4-3 and playing United. <laughs> in the final. And, it, it, you know, I still get spine-tingly mm. just looking at it.
0: It was hard to justify as well as a fan going to the semi-final sometimes because in the past I've gone, and, and if you lose... Then you probably saved your money; you didn't have to be there anyway. But if you win, you're going back to Wembley yeah. three weeks later. Anyway, I really don't like the, the semi-finals being played at Wembley, and also yeah. there was a real joy going to like Old Trafford or, yeah, exactly. or you yeah, know yeah. Anfield for a semi-final, and everyone travelling together for this occasion was yeah. such a great thing. And especially when you get say, well, say smaller club, let's say for example, Wigan were to get to the well, semi-final well, Wigan or Southampton yeah. getting yeah. to the semi-final. So I, and I mean, for Wigan fans, where's the novelty of coming back for the final if they've just been made that trip to London, what two or three weeks ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really don't agree but they've with done it already. They, cause yeah.
3: they play. They beat Millwall, and oh, then the semi-final, and then beat Man City. But, but before yeah,
1: we get into this, tell us about your uh, your neighbor in Wembley Stadium where you got your season ticket. Well, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what your detective. Will, What have you discovered? Yeah, well, a person sat... that doesn't cheer Tottenham.
3: No, goals. no. So all,
0: all season, I sat next to these two these two guys. They're probably about fifteen, sixteen years yeah, yeah, old. Yeah. And they spend a lot of their game on Snapchat and kind of texting. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I figured, you know, maybe. Why would
1: maybe, you do anything else if you what? pay fifty <laughs> quid to watch a game of football? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, and I thought maybe it comes with the territory. You know, I've always felt yeah. moving to Wembley might entice a few fans to. to see it as a bit of a novelty we've got the chance here to go every week when usually we wouldn't have um but I did wonder, especially when we played Real Madrid, why one of them just wouldn't cheer. <laughs> he'd stand up and he'd clap. But I yeah, mean, yeah. if you score the third goal against Real Madrid, you don't stand up and clap. You you go mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he got his phone out <laughs> uh, just literally during the Juventus game, and he saw, on his phone he just had Marcus Rashford. M- Marcus Rashford, sorry, celebrating a goal in a United shirt. And I was like, oh, he's a United fan. So all oh, season weird. he sat next to a United fan at that Wembley. So weird. Uh, I don't know what he's, his friend's definitely a Spurs fan. Yeah. Just but yeah. he's off Snapchat. So I figured maybe his friend wanted to season ticket and I, I don't know where these kids are finding yeah, yeah, yeah. 700 quid but he thought I'll go along
3: with you yeah. well you <laughs> better find more money when he gets to the new White Hart Lane
0: yeah yeah what, but I think it's going to be the most expensive club in tickets in the world per game when it evens itself out they've not been talking about place. that on
1: uh, LBC yet no <laughs> they've not mentioned that bit yet no. it is really disappointing the new how do what do, have you What I mean you were telling us a story about how you where you chose to sit with your A fans in times of yore yeah. in your visits to Millwall yeah do you want to tell us that
3: well it, The idea was that in the really dark days of sort of Hooliganism, the den was not the nicest place to go to. So the Uh, old den, not the new den. The old den. Yes. Uh, And obviously if you went to the away end, Millwall fans, they're not that stupid. So they used to congregate (laughs) and then be able to walk around the ground and come into the palace section and then beat the living daylights out of whoever was there. So guys I went to went, right reverse tactic, let's go in the Millwall end. Hide in plain sight. So we used to go in the Millwall Cold Blow Lane and just, you know, just be quiet. And then stupidly, once Palace scored, and I got a little bit excited by it, and all my mates turned around and went, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I just sort of went, oh, yeah, no, I've just found this incredible thing. or Let's move away. And they all looked at me, the Millwall fans, and just... They let me go. So um, that was why I used to stand, never sit, stand with Millwall fans for a while.
1: No, it's interesting. I think there's always a, there's a weird thing about being with the opposition, watching a game together.
0: Yeah. I've done it once at Fulham. Yeah. Uh, but we drew nil nil, so I didn't really have a moment either side to get upset or yeah. to get happy. So I, I, I missed that opportunity to kind of test the waters and see what would have happened if I...
1: Yeah, I, watched, I watched Robbie Fowler score an amazing volley at Upton Park from the edge of the area. And couldn't move.
3: No, you wouldn't it's do that up to me. It's such a weird feeling to watch
1: yeah. an amazing goal and go.
0: Yes. Well, one of my best friends is, a, is now a sports journalist. He works for for Sky, and he's a lifelong Spurs fan, and he has to cover Spurs. So he, I think he went to, like, Turin to watch Spurs play away at Juve. We got an equalising goal, and he couldn't <laughs> celebrate. I don't know how you could... What, to,
1: be, to keep his professional
0: credentials yeah he, had in to, check. yeah, he had to kind of just sort of... I mean, he obviously went, <laughs> like, sort of, yes under his breath or something, yeah. but he couldn't just go mad, which is, is kind of hard not to do in a moment like that.
1: So what, let's, look at, let's look at the uh, quarterfinals then. So Swansea v Spurs... Are you going to just get another draw then and beat them at Wembley so you can just play Wembley? That is
0: actually my <laughs> prediction. That, that is actually my prediction. Yeah. I think I actually think this might be our toughest game left mm. of the FA Cup, regardless of if we play United or Chelsea. I think going away to Swansea, mm. the kind of form they're in, compared to the fact obviously we would be at Wembley, I think this could, this is a real test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's not a foregone conclusion, is it? When we got, obviously when the names came out of the hat, we were thrilled because we wanted to just avoid going to Old Trafford or going to Stamford sure, 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 sure. Uh, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game. But uh, my prediction is a draw. I think we'll get we'll have a draw okay. Okay. I think we'll probably beat them at Wembley. And by that point, Kane could be
1: back, which obviously would help. Yeah. How, long's, how long is he predicted to be out for? Well, it's this exact, almost. it
0: seems to be an identical injury to what he got last year, uh, which kept him out for about four, three or four weeks. So yeah. I, I reckon it'll probably be, probably be a similar thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll turn to you, Richard, then, for um, Wigan v Southampton. So it's the only non-Premier League team left in the... Uh,
3: yeah, weird, isn't it? Because Southampton obviously got rid of their manager yesterday. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a new manager in time for mm. that game. And let's face it, Wigan, you know, they beat Man City. so And they're doing incredibly well in the yeah. League One. I, I just quite fancy Wigan to win that because, you know, Southampton will be slightly rudderless... They've been on a terrible run. I think they've won one in 17, haven't they? They're all over the place. Mm. And they got hammered 3-0 by Newcastle, which is an achievement in a way. Um, so I, I quite fancy Wigan. Will Grigg, that song will be <laughs> out again.
1: And uh, now we'll uh, take a break. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Brooks. Stefan, yes. The first game on Sunday for the FA Cup is going to be uh, Manchester United versus Brighton, a repeat of the eighty-two FA Cup final, I think. Smith must score. Yes, Smith must score. Eighty-two was Spurs. Oh no, okay, eighty-three then. Must be eighty-three. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a home banker, isn't it?
0: yeah I, I, I think it will be I think it's, it's, it's hard to judge sometimes with these games because when you have teams that are kind of down in the, in the kind of relegation battle it's hard to know if if the, the taking away the, the pressure mm. a cup, when you have a cup game is going to just alleviate it completely and give them a kind of freedom to play their game or they're so concerned psychologically with staying mm. up that a cup game just doesn't matter and therefore they're going to get beaten so I think it can go one of two ways I think that teams that are down the bottom I mean I think well, obviously Wigan famously won the FA Cup and got relegated didn't they so yeah. it's they got relegated
1: action. and relegated and relegated yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. no a real <laughs> down, down, down. It, was a, it was a real poisonous chalice, wasn't it? Weren't
3: there, weren't there three clubs in a row that were in the FA Cup finals, got relegated next Portsmouth time? as well, Hull, Hull as well, Hull, Hull lost to Arsenal yeah. and then went down. Oh, yeah, of course. So
1: if you're if you're a banker, then so finally, then the other, the last quarter final is Leicester versus Chelsea. So the two yes. two teams in in navy blue at Leicester
3: though, isn't it? Yeah, it's at oh, Leicester. It's yeah, quite tough for Chelsea. Yeah, it'll be a draw. Chelsea's taken back beaten. Chelsea, se- Chelsea
1: seem to have decided that they're not bothered as we were discussing on the way over they've, they're have they not going to win the league so therefore there's no point playing at all would appear to be their option
0: yeah they, they, they do that I mean that season when they won the Champions League I think they came sick they became below Newcastle that season yeah. I think I mean and I think when it gets to it, when it became apparent by about November or December that mm. Man City had obviously just won the league and for teams like Chelsea it's league or bust isn't it that, that mm. all that matters when they go into the season is they've got to win the league title and if they don't it's a, it's a failure so you could see their heads drop whereas for teams like Liverpool and Spurs top four is still progression in regards to the overall kind of project mm. under Klopp and under Pochettino yeah. so we carried on going so I don't think it's a surprise that as soon as it became apparent City were going to win the league Chelsea's sort of form went and their head dropped a bit yeah. but in the FA Cup it could be a different matter I think same. Yeah. As, I mean obviously Champions League they got a tough draw yeah, yeah, in the yeah. cup competitions I think we'll see a different side to them than we will in the
1: league yeah 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 mm. well, that reminds me so we've got We've got Sevilla, as we talk now, United be walking out against, Man United are walking out against Sevilla. That's yeah. better than the first leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, much worse. And then we've got, in, in the same week, we've got Barcelona, Chelsea, and we've got uh, yeah. City, more or less like Liverpool, where, weren't they, where they're so far in front, it's not really a competition, is it? So are we are going to see Chelsea and Man United in the, in the next round of the uh,
3: Champions League, do you think? I think United,
0: uh, but I, think, I don't think Chelsea. I think they'll go out to Barca.
3: I know, I know they've done it before, but I, just, I think Barcelona at the moment are pretty impressive. Uh, t- uh, you just can't see Chelsea yeah. doing it. I mean,
1: I don't know. maybe they're saving themselves for this. Maybe part of this, this not bothering is is a <laughs> sucker puncher in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. would
3: be interesting if we got four English clubs into the. Yeah. Been there before, oh, this... haven't we though? Well, yeah. A few years so, ago now.
1: If the FA Cup doesn't matter, Richard, for you personally. Yeah, yeah. It's the fight for survival for you this weekend. It is a bit, isn't it? And yeah. given you've got Liverpool the week after, yeah. I imagine getting three points away to Huddersfield becomes an even more priority if not losing four games on the run didn't make a priority in the first place.
3: Yeah, no, it's you know, it's obviously a crucial match. Uh Huddersfield have done pretty well haven't they i mean yeah they yeah yeah came to us first game of the season which i knew was going to be a nightmare and they beat us 3-0 um it's pretty strong at home you know they've beaten united there I t- i'm i am worried clearly mm. Mm. um but as as i said earlier i think if we've got our pretty much our best team out and we do attack them i mean, it's it's a stadium that you know, it's, it's interesting to see when clubs come up and they make a big thing about being in the Premier League Yeah. after two or three seasons people get a bit of ennui and it just sort of dissipates I still think Palace I still think Sellhurst is a great stadium and has got a pretty good atmosphere although it's not as good as it was a couple of years ago mm. for me um, I think Huddersfield have done that although they have their you're one of the own. hardest to get
1: to but you're one of the best when you're in That's great. it's kind of that weird yeah. thing isn't it I yeah. mean it,
3: it takes me an hour and a half to get there <laughs> Even if I'm, you know, only two miles away. Um, But Huddersfield have got those clappers, which I've got to say, I think should be banned from football. Leicester had them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hate those things. I really, I can't stand them. Um, So, yeah, we're keeping our fingers crossed that we get a result there. Because if we don't, I think we're in a bit of trouble. Mm. A bit of trouble.
1: Now, I asked Phil Whelan's this last week on the the descendancy of what is West Ham's form at the moment, and it continued. Yeah. is, I mean, if we if we accept that West Brom are down, I think we can, we can say that without yeah. too much fear of contradiction. I know a West
3: Brom fan, and she knows they're going yeah. to So
1: are there two worse teams in, in addition to West Brom for you that are going to keep Palace up rather than Palace go down?
3: Well, I don't know whether it's worse teams anymore, is it? It's just who's going to have... Sudden turn in fortune, like Swansea have had. I mean, Newcastle are now sort of coasting it. Brighton, unfortunately, seem to have turned it round as well. Mm. Um, you know, there's still eight games to go. Yeah, there's yeah, quite yeah. A lot of games. Twenty-four points exactly. So, I don't know. Uh, I think West Ham that could implode. Mm. I mean, after those scenes against Burnley, which, quite frankly, incredible. Mm. Um, not only that fans should do that, but Stewart should allow that to happen. It's just just, yeah, it wasn't exactly I what the staring
1: at the pitch st- Well, fans. there's this pitch invasion, then the there's pitch the kind of, and, yeah, and then attacking control. the director. The, st- the staring up at the director's box yeah, no. was quite amazing, wasn't Look it? The zombie apocalypse. There's a whole yeah.
0: picture of all just sort of standing
3: there, just staring. Yeah. But I mean, that's it's a toxic club now, and it has yeah. been for a while. Yeah, uh, and we're now seeing, you know, the volcano is now the yeah. lava is coming down the hill, and it's, I think it's enveloping, and I, I think they could be mm. in serious trouble now. Well, I mean, I mean,
1: I mean, Tottenham. Obviously, you're you're flirting. And consolidating a position which might make you more or less a regular in the top four. And obviously, at present, Arsenal's fall from grace is going to make that sweeter stroke easier, I guess, as, yes. <laughs> as a Tottenham fan. But do you, the, the, the idea of being a top four club is being a big club, but you've always been there or thereabouts. Whereas it seemed that West Ham are being told, you go into a big club that Champions League clubs would play at, so maybe you'll be one. Which seems like a bit of a yeah, false were, promise. they were. That's a bit a, that
3: dream. Yeah, they, well, to be
0: fair, that's sort of, that's the that whole, some resonance with Spurs. And so I felt like that's what we were doing about 10 or 12 years ago. We had the, quite a similar approach where I think you are, you've got a big support. Yeah. You've got a, a very, you know, you, you, you sell out every single yeah. week and stuff. You're based in London. You've got some good plays. You've still yeah. got names that are still attracted to your club. And yeah. it, it, you can sell it on those terms. But it, it is sold on a lie. But I, I, I mean, obviously, West Ham, look, they're a rival to Spurs. So you know, if they were to get relegated, I'd, I'd, I'd take a, a small degree of pleasure in that. But at the same time, I do feel sorry for them in regards to the stadium. I, I don't wish that upon any fan. You know, to watch yeah. your club lose its sense of identity in the way that it has, and to go to a ground that feels so alien and foreign to you that doesn't feel like home. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not nice. It's, it's, not, a ni- football it's ground, not football. It? It's not football. No, it's really, no, not at all. No, not, I, I wouldn't wish that on any football fan. That's really, it's quite bad,
1: really. And then, how, how, do, how do you feel, Richard? About because the, the interesting thing about being in, in in a fight for staying in the league. Yeah, watching your club becomes almost secondary to watching. All the other eight clubs and what's yeah, up with them? I mean,
3: you have to keep an eye on everything. That's the problem. How do you how do you how do you relax at the weekend? You don't. You don't. <laughs> uh, just take Mogadon. No, um, it's it's really horrible actually because every game just about has something on it. And yeah. also the trouble is when you have got eight teams, quite often they're playing each other. Hmm. So one of your rivals. If not both, they're going to get points. So you've got to sort of work out. Oh well, if they beat them and they lose um, in the end, you just got to get enough points to stay up and just concentrate on your own um, agenda. Uh, I, I really, so even, even, I'm really still even,
1: very worried. Even about it. something like Liverpool being at home to Watford, and although Watford on thirty six points, would yeah. you see? Would you see
3: watching them? Well, i quite, good... quite like uh, everyone to be dragged down to our level, but it's not going to happen, is it? Um, I, I think Watford and Bournemouth and people like that are, are now safe enough. Uh, so I think it is probably six now, that, uh, apart from West Brom, who we've sort of resigned to their fate. Yeah. Although now, someone pointed out that Leicester were in the same position three seasons ago. Look what happened to them.
1: That's where you are now?
3: No, where West Brom were. Oh, wow. So maybe West Brom will stay up and then win the league next season.
0: Exactly.
3: Oh, yeah. But I think get, get your money on West Brom <laughs> and, and to win the league win. in twenty eighteen yeah. nineteen.
1: I've seen. I believe in miracles. The documentary about Forest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've that that felt more real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I could go with the West Brom dream. No. Uh, finally, then um, I guess the race for f- top four is weirdly not as exciting this year. Because not because it's 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 sort of not not nice to get the top of the league. That fourth place isn't any worse than finishing second now. You, yeah. you don't have to qualify anymore for this, yeah, this I season mean, I don't quite understand
0: no it doesn't really make a difference at all now does it between no. it third, or, yeah, third or fourth whereas obviously before that was a huge difference because nothing worse than you have to sort of just temper your celebrations yeah. when you know you've got a qualifier on the horizon mm. you're always like oh we're in the Champions League or are we You know, yeah, I hate yeah, yeah. even that just slight shade of doubt is such a horrible yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Um, but no yeah it's, I, mean, I think that it's I, I don't ask not in it really so no. it is just what f- four clubs three, three from four, three from four yeah, so it? one team dropping off I mean the last two or three games could potentially could be resolved by that point, if Chelsea, especially Spurs, were to get a yeah, result your, or to your, beat your Chelsea game against yeah. them,
1: is either going to be good for Liverpool trying to keep on the heels of Manchester United if second is a competition. Because as we established in the pub before we got here, Manchester City are in the the zero role because yeah. they've not <laughs> been nobody's been catching them.
3: The gap's still there, and it? it is. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's
1: quite phenomenal. It's um, I guess that question there is: Does this mean we're going to see maybe the first hundred point season?
3: So they many the games. 18... They got us at eight, so they're on eighty-one at the moment. Yeah, so nineteen points. So out only six 24. wins. So that's
1: six, seven wins out of eight. Yeah. And they've not, they've only, but they will take their
3: foot off the gas. They, they have it, got to come bit? to Wembley, though. <laughs> they will yeah, yeah, take yes. their foot off the gas because a they'll have secured it in a couple of games, yeah. and then they'll probably have a Champions League game. So, but mind you, their squad's not bad, yeah. is it? I mean, no. they didn't play Aguero, so they had a Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel Jesus. And, you know, you just look around, and you just go, this is just ridiculous.
1: Well, look, fingers crossed against Huddersfield, Richard. Thank you. And fingers crossed, you just keep playing at Wembley,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the FA Cup, yeah. League, whatever it is. Yeah. That's been The Whistleblowers.
2: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.com. .co.uk.
1: the whistleblowers is back for the season by lab
2: if you're a large organization involved in managing purchasing or making decisions on software licenses you need livingston livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licenses to legally use it this information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements which large software publishers like microsoft